0: visit roberthalf.com today
1: we're talking running backs in the dynasty league next on fantasy football today in five welcome to fft in five i'm chris towers here with heath cummings and we're going to talk about heath's latest updated dynasty rankings if you want to check those out make sure you go to cbsports.com slash fantasy slash football he's got all kinds of dynasty stuff up there. Updated dynasty tiers this week. Dynasty rankings a couple weeks ago. And Keith, let's talk about the running back position and some of the biggest risers since the start of the season. Let's take a a big picture view.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the three guys who stand out um, are were all rookies last year, and they were all guys we weren't sure what their role was going to be coming into the year, and they were all. Mostly good um, to different levels. Damian Pierce, who was, I mean, a surprising fantasy star for most of this year. Brian Robinson, who took over the feature role in Washington at the end of the year. And then Isaiah Pacheco, who with his playoff performance may... May hold on to the job for next year. And that's the interesting thing specifically about Pierce and Pacheco is generally speaking, these guys are the cells. Um, I had, and even Tyler Algier, you can throw into that as well. Um, I had put out yesterday, my favorite landing spots for the free agent running backs. And I had Josh Jacobs to Atlanta and someone said, you know, they've already got Tyler Algier. They're set. And I didn't respond this way, but the thought of it later, the Jacksonville Jaguars were set with James Robinson. The New York Jets were set with Michael Carter. These day three running backs that have good rookie years. Um, Some of them work out. They are like found money, though. And if you can get a first round rookie draft pick this year for them, I would absolutely do it.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, generally speaking, I think this is also true for redrafts. It's is like day three running backs tend to be incredibly overvalued assets, both in the short term and the long term, just because the number of them that actually like we always hype these guys up and we say, oh, this guy could take him like Taylor Algier had like five good games. He, he had a good rookie season. I mean, he almost rushed for a thousand yards, but it wasn't, you know, he wasn't so useful for fantasy that it ended up being like this great draft pick if you made it back in September or August. And yeah, I think for, you know, if you're keeping an eye on the future, you're keeping an eye on, you know, the guys likely to have a job next season. I mean, even Damian Pierce, who was the Texans offense for most of the season, it really does remind me a lot of James Robinson, where, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if, yeah, the the Texans go out and add, you know, a second round running back or a third round running back, and all of a sudden Damian Pierce's fantasy value is really cloudy. So... That's uh, that's one thing to keep in mind when you're looking at these kind of guys is, you know, if you get an
0: opportunity to get a, a player with more pedigree, it, it probably makes sense, right? Yeah, and then if you look at non-rookies, I think um, Ramondre Stevenson, like Josh Jacobs moved from 21 to 11, and that's a big move. But it's not as big in terms of numbers from Andre Stevenson, who went from 38 to 16. He got a chance to show himself as a feature back and looked very comfortable in that role. Showed pass-catching chops that we really hadn't seen in the NFL. Now he's a New England Patriot, so we don't know how long that will last. But he will be just 24 years old heading into next year, and he's shown the ability to be a feature back. So he is a top-20 guy now.
1: Here's a question how many running backs right now in a dynasty league would you not trade straight up for the number one overall pick in a rookie draft, which that, presumably will be Texas running back. Bijan Yeah.
0: And that really depends, I think on where you are in terms of your team. Like I'm not generally trading, drafting a running back when I'm in a rebuild anyway, but if I was not thinking that I was going to be one of the best teams in this league, then the answer might be like two. Jonathan Taylor and Brees Hall. Um, if I was competing this season or in the middle, then it probably drops down to somewhere around eight. Um, I think Brees Hall entered my rankings as a top five running back in the dynasty rankings last year. And early estimations for me is that B. John Robinson going to probably enter higher than Brees Hall did. Um, now, Hall's already shown the ability to be very good in the NFL. Yeah, that's a that's, tough one. Th- that helps him a little bit. I would I would say that Jonathan Taylor and Brees Hall are the two guys that no matter who was on my team, I would rather have them than the number one pick. If I was really competitive, and there's probably eight running backs, and that goes down to the Javante Williams, DeAndre Swift range, that I would still rather have over Robinson. Man, that's tough, because if I'm competing next year,
1: kind of feel like I'd rather have Bijan Robinson than Brees Hall or Javante Williams coming off their injuries, but that's just... For next well,
0: year, landing spot could absolutely, like sure. is he going to land somewhere where the first half of the season, like Jonathan Taylor or Brees Hall, he's going to spend time in a committee? I don't know. If he if he lands in a spot where he looks like a feature running back, like I saw someone, he had a mock draft today where the Cowboys just don't try to re-sign Tony Pollard. Ezekiel Elliott's a cap casualty and they draft B. John Robinson. Well, if that's the case, then he's probably <laughs> RB1 yeah. the very first time he enters my rankings. Yeah. Let's uh, very
1: quickly. There's going to be a lot of running backs who fell quite a bit. That's just the nature of the position. Attrition is very high. But who's a surprising
0: faller since the start of the season? Well, I think it's surprising when a guy falls before like age 27, 28. The yeah. guys like Derrick Henry, Dallin Cook, all those guys. But Antonio Gibson's value, like the way we viewed him coming into last season. Uh, top 24 running back for sure. I had him 19th. He is not Mm -hmm. in my top 36 running backs right now and I don't know that he ever gets a chance to be a must start running back in fantasy again.
1: Yeah, I don't quite understand why they soured on him so much in Washington last season. I think he was dealing with an injury in the second half of the season that played a big part in it. I think it was a foot injury. But yeah, it
0: was a it was a, a tough situation for people who believed in Antonio Gibbs. And then one more just real quick to to go back to the day three running back stretch, Elijah Mitchell. Um like yeah. He was he was a twenty three year old running back in one of the best run offenses in football, and Jeff Wilson, Raheem Mostert had just left. Everything looked great for Elijah Mitchell, and now he's not a top forty dynasty running back. Yeah, although he's got enough of
1: a role every time he's healthy, which you know frequently isn't as often as we'd like, but he's got enough of a role that it did drop Christian McCaffrey to my number two running back for twenty twenty three. I will say that I know I was a little bit of an outlier there. Uh, but I did have Austin Eckler head just for those situations where Elijah Mitchell frustratingly gets 12 carries when Christian McCaffrey could be getting them. So that's just a 2023 redraft perspective. But yeah, all right, that'll do it for FFT and five. We'll be back tomorrow to talk about some championship round DFS and player props. And we'll talk more dynasty stuff next week with Heath. We'll see you then.